We're at the end of the island with Junior Rowing News. Ready for rhythm in two, in one, rhythm now! Hello everyone and welcome back to the End of the Island podcast with me, Fergus Mainland. Hope you've all fully recovered, recuperated from Henley Royal Regatta 2023, but I'm delighted to say our content from Henley isn't quite over it yet. The podcast is taking a little bit of a different um, spin over the next few weeks and I'm really pleased to say that one of our columnists, Ian Randall, behind the Randall Foils, uh, he is huge in the world of rowing innovation in particular. He was out and about on the ground at Henley this year, conducting a huge, huge number of interviews with athletes, coaches, all sorts of people he could find on the towpath. He spent the week asking people about their experiences in rowing, their achievements and any notable innovations from their time in rowing. And he conducted so many interviews that we are going to be bringing you effectively one episode from each day of Henley Royal. So six episodes to bring you. So these are the innovation interviews brought to you by JRN and Ian Randall at the end of the island. My name is Ian Randall and I'm at the start line of the Henley Royal Regatta 2023. And over the next week, I'm going to be speaking with rowers both past and present about their views on innovation in the sport of rowing. Welcome to day five. Attention. Go. Kiel Abdullah, I am from the United States, 2000 Diamond Skulls winner uh, here at Henley Royal Regatta. Uh, I am now in my second year as a steward of the regatta. What was your proudest moment in rowing? Wow, that, that's a tough one. What was my proudest moment in uh, rowing? Well, uh, it may be winning the Diamond Skulls, but I can't, I can't give that away because I'm asked that question quite often. Thinking about the changes that we've seen in rowing, what do you think have been the most significant innovations? There have been a number of changes and in innovations in the sport of rowing, uh, from blade technology uh, to oar technology. Um, you've seen a lot in the composite materials that are used, as well as shapes. So uh, I'm really excited to see how these technologies can set our athletes up to perform at the highest level. Thank you so much for your time and have the very best, Henley. Thank you. My name is Jack Irving. I'm with the 1973 Northeastern Grand Challenge Cup team who are back here for our 50th anniversary. And uh, we've got everybody here except uh, one significant person who, if you uh, have a chance to go to the uh, British Rowing Museum up the street, you'll see who our buddy, John Meslowski, was the uh, perpetrator of the Henley Helmet heist 50 years ago. Something that would never happen today, but happened then. And uh, it, I leave it to the uh, listeners to uh, check out the display that's, that's there. Passing but it was wonderful. And, you know, what you see, you've asked my, my colleagues, what you see about 50 years of rowing is the collegiality. We've all been friends for 50 years and that's that's a hard thing to come by uh, we've been involved in each other's lives weddings uh, uh, babies etc and inspiration to keep on rowing and we all did our part to 
get as good a shape as we could for a bunch of 70-year-olds to, to get back here. And you know what? We're looking forward to being here in 10 years. Fantastic. Look, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Have a wonderful Henley. Keep rowing. My name is Chris Bates uh, from New York Rowing Club and Notts County Rowing Association. Would you be able to describe your proudest moment in a boat? Yes. Uh, well, I was winning the World Championships. Uh, proudest moment. Can't say any more than that. Is, what do you see as the most significant changes and innovations in our sport? Uh, innovations will be the uh, materials that the boat's made out of from my day. We, um, in the early days, we rode with wooden blades and wooden boats. By the time I retired, it had all become carbon blades, carbon boats, and it has obviously improved since then as well. Brian O'Connor, Northeastern University Rowing Association. And would you describe your proudest moment in the boat? When we beat uh, Wisconsin in the semis of the, uh, the Grand Challenge Cup. Yeah, uh, yeah so that's, that was the best, the, the hardest race I ever, I ever, ever rode. Uh, really bonded us together as a group. We unfortunately ran up against the Soviet Union in the final, but as I like to say here, second's okay too. Second certainly is. Now, my last question is, what do you see as the most significant change that we've seen in our sport? Recruitment. Who gets to Rome? Who? It's, it's a whole different setup today than it was back when we were... Uh, playing so I think you know that's then the biggest change uh, we used to, our championship eight only one guy ever rode before college a quarter mile everybody was a walk-on uh, that, that, that doesn't happen anymore all you know prep, prep schools you know, a lot of different levels they can play, you know compete at so um, I think that's been the biggest biggest change and there's been some modifications in the equipment uh, but just more materials and, and design so yeah. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Have a wonderful Henley. All right, man. Thank you. My name is Jean Anderson. I'm married to an Olympic rower from Great Britain. And I personally was a sports reporter for NBC in the U.S. And now I have a daughter who rows at Princeton and a husband who rows for Great Britain. And I'm a very proud wife and parent. I think the difference between these uh, boys in the boat, the oldest guys that are rowing at Henley, they were the last of the amateurs. They raised their own money. Uh, they had to, you know, get to and from races on their own, on their own shekels. Uh, you know, they had to pay their way everywhere. And now rowers have a lot of professional support. They have teams around them. You know, they have stretchers and fixers and whoever else they have. And these guys were, they were in it all on their own, and they were a great team. These guys have been this particular boat that I'm here supporting. They've been here for 50 years, working out together. So. Then I also represent the University of Washington crew, which is one of the best uh, men's and women's crews in the United States. And uh, we live next to the boathouse at the University of Washington. So I'm surrounded by boats and water and rowers. Love rowing, love what it does for people. I gotta say, rowing builds teamwork and it builds leadership. It builds a really a great future for young rowers. My name is Fredrik Lodl. I am chairman of rowing club Flekten in Sweden. Would you describe your proudest moment in rowing? I don't know. I was very wet when I coached my first World Championship medal. That was wet and cold, I remember. That was quite proud. What do you see as the most significant changes and innovations 
in our sport? There is not, well, there of course there is composite boats and then there is of course years and years of trying and errors. That is, you know, development. Trying new things and then fail and try another one. And another okay, one. I'm Dawn Zalas and I row with the Newark Rowing Club. Would you be able to describe your proudest moment in oh, a boat? Gosh, probably the World Masters when I first won a, when I won my first um, doubles with my rowing partner. Yes. Now, what do you see as the most significant changes or innovations that we've seen in our sport? I think the women being pushed forward a little bit more. We do tend to get um, a little bit into it. Men sort of tend to rule, uh, whereas now I think it's a lot more equal, which I'm really pleased to see. Okay, well, we're, th we're with the Northeastern University team that, w that were in the finals of the Grand in 1973, baby, 50 years ago. Do you understand? 50 years ago, all right? I'm in the five seat. All my fellow guys are all here with me. We're going to have a grand old time up there. Now, who are you? I'm with Junior Rowing News. Oh. So we're a publication that focuses on the future of our sport. Okay. Now, what do you see as the most well, significant I, innovations? Well, I tell seen? you what. You tell me. I tell you what. You tell me. I love what the British do with rowing. I have to tell you what. It's, it's first class over here in the UK. That's all I got to say. It is absolutely first class. And I tell you what. If I were to do it again 50 years ago and I was reincarnated, I'd do the same god darn thing I did 50 years ago. Win the race and get here. You know what I mean? I do know what you mean, Okay, sir. all right, yeah. Thank you for your time. You're very welcome. And My name is Mike Spracklin. Spracklin. <laughs> and I used to be a rowing coach, but I haven't coached now for several years. Could I ask you what has been your proudest moment in rowing? That's a tough question. I had some very proud moments. Um, winning myself the Commonwealth Games was certainly a proud moment. Um, winning in 84 with the British Four was a proud moment. And then with Canada in 92 was a very, very proud moment, but it was also an emotional moment. Yeah. Um, and again in 84, in Beijing, um, they're my top moments. Yeah. What do you see as the most significant changes that we've seen in our sport? Changes or innovations? Well, I suppose the biggest change is that it's moved from being a, a part-time, a leisure-time activity to a very highly professional, motivated thing. Um, that's been brought about by, by money coming into the sport. And when I coached, I wasn't paid. I did it all free until I went to Canada and most athletes at that point in the west of the Iron Curtain were amateurs and they rode in their own free time uh, before work, after work, at weekends. Uh, but then it gradually became more and more competitive and more money came into the sport and it became, and it's now a full-time professional 100% as, as any professional sport in the world. That's the biggest change. Well, uh, my name is Maria Brandin. I'm from Kungälv, Sweden. Could you tell us about your proudest moments in rowing? Well, I have a few, but I must say that one of them are here uh, at uh, the first two, two in here the first time when we had the World Cup and everyone was here. And I uh, won. Well, that was big. Yeah. And can I ask you, what do you see as the most significant changes that we've seen in our sport or innovations? 
I don't know. Well, it's going a bit faster, but not that much faster than I thought it should have been going after all these years. <laughs> the old uh, world record for women's single skull is still holding, so I think there's uh, <laughs> they can work harder. But uh, there's there's a lot of changes, but I don't know if there's anyone that actually made the boat go faster. I think the, the rower is the one who makes the boat faster, so you have to train hard and want to win the most, as you can see here. The one who wants the most is the one who's winning. Thank you so much for your time, <laughs> and it was a pleasure seeing you row today. <laughs> thanks, Thank thanks, you. thanks. It's uh, John Hooper, and um, I'm the oil painter for the Americans, basically in overseas cruise. Can you tell me what has been your most proud moment in rowing? Blimey. Uh, I guess really to do like the winning crew oars, that's something special, because then you, you know, I just always say to them, oh, they're lucky oars, so what do you expect? Can I ask you, what do you see have been the most significant innovations in rowing? Well, obviously, from the old wooden oars we used to have, going back in the clinkers, clinker you know, boats and everything, I mean, the way they come on now and the different type of oars, they're getting lighter and lighter. Everything's completely different to what it was even like you know, 25 years, 30 years ago. Completely different. And... Uh, not so easy to work on some of them now because they use a new kind of resin on the oars, but uh, there's ways of getting over it. Uh, my name is Jeffrey Curtis. <coughs> I've been affiliated with rowing since uh, 1964 when I first came to Henley and I've been coming off and on regularly, if you say once every five years, once every ten years. That's regularly since then and now uh, I have the opportunity to come a little more frequently. Well, <coughs> I think um, I remember moving from a tank to a to a, a, a clinker boat and uh, being out on the Thames on the Tideway um, near Chiswick um, when I was 14, 15 years old and that was very exciting. Oh, the inclusion. I think the inclusion is just spectacular. I think particularly here where, you, where it's so evident, uh, you don't know what goes on um, in January and February to bring people into the sport and to achieve the, um, the level that they do at club level, at international level. But to come here and to see uh, how it's supported by the athletes and uh, by the committee and by the, the public, um, it's really remarkable. It's a great achievement. I'm Simon Jeffries. I started coxing at Nottingham Boat Club, then moved to London University. I was inspired their grand crew that won in 1968 and went to the Mexico Olympics. While I was at UL, we won a famous double in 1975 and then were picked for the Great Britain crew. Later on, I was a member of London Rowing Club and the captain and was able to have the privilege of steering the gold medal crew in the World Championships in 1980. Uh, and then I finished up with the Seoul Olympic Games and winning the grand here in 1988 by one foot from the Australian Institute for Sport. What do you see as the most significant changes or innovations in our sport? I think the the growth of women's rowing, it's, it, without any doubt at all. You're seeing the women and junior women at Henley. Henley's extended its programs to six days so they can fully es um, uh, 
entertain both men and women's level at the highest level. And that's got to be an inspiration for everybody. It certainly is. Thank you so much. Not at all. I really appreciate it. Not at all. Thank you. I hope you have a good regatta. Have a wonderful Henley. I'm Danielle and I rode for GKT, Guys, Kings and St. Tour. This is before I had such a big competitor, women's at Henley, but um, I finaled at Henley Women's Regatta. That was my proudest moment. (laughs) What do you see as the most significant changes or innovations that we've seen in our sport? I mean, I'm going to go with the women I'm competing at such a high level. I have loved it, right from a junior level, um, seeing so much of that as well. It's really fun to watch. I'm Bruce Carter, University of London. It's going to be today when we, when we row over the oldest crew that has ever rowed at Henley. Well, we rowed together for University of London and, and uh, we were in the 1968 Olympics. It was 55 years ago and we've come for a reunion. Now, what do you see as the most significant changes or innovations in our sport? Well, I think, like most sports, a lot of the technology has changed. The oars are completely different from the way. The boats are much lighter. You don't have to wear your own shoes. And everything's faster. Yeah, and we were the last of the amateurs. My name's Kate Thomas, and uh, I'm the treasurer of Newark Rowing Club. Probably, I think, um, rowing uh, for Newark at uh, the Vogue Longa in Venice. Uh, That's an international on-water festival. Yeah. Inclusion and diversity within the sport is getting much better, I fear. Yeah. Fantastic. Thank you so much and have a wonderful Henley. Thank you. Thank you. Ben Sullivan, Agecroft Rowing Club. What is your proudest moment in a boat? Uh, probably winning here at Henley in 2009 in the Brit. Yeah, that was. Yeah, I tried about 10 times to win and lost many times, and finally we did got across the across the line. Yeah. What do you see as the most significant changes or innovations that we've seen in our sport? Uh, I think in terms of the... Well, here the coverage is best. You won't see any better rowing on coverage. Um, in terms of innovation, or just in the way people train, the, the diets and... I mean, it, it, you see some of the crews here and the amount of training they do, plus the, the, the physiology and everything else. I mean, the... The boats are not that much different in terms of the work, the, the, the physical, the, the mechanical parts of any of the boats and stuff, and it's very much the same, but most stuff of the, the athlete. Well, I think with Sydney Rowing Club, they also focus on um, having good mullets and moustaches as well. The, you can tell that any Australian crews, I'm Australian, but they can tell any Australian crews because most of them have got mullets and moustaches, um, so they're easy to pick out. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time and have a great hand. No worries, thanks. Now let's wander back up the river, past the finishing line, into the competitors' area, to speak with some rowers who have finished their racing for the day, and many who have finished their racing for the season. So my name's Joe Wolfin and I row for Thames Rowing Club. And how many times have you competed at Henley? This will be my sixth time uh, qualified for Henley, yeah. And what's been special about this Henley? Um, well, this has been um, a couple of things. So this is my first Henley since graduating. So I uh, started working. So um, I was trying to obviously transition into the professional world, but also still compete at, at high level, or intermediate level. Um, the other thing was my, so my, my high school rowing coach, Robin, 
Um, he coached, so my first ever Henley, I won the Forley. Uh, I was a 16 year old. I got put in the boat two weeks before uh, we got switched in. Um, this is in 2015, so. And um, yeah, he coached me to, my, to victory, went on to become the GB junior coach and then the Olympic skirling coach. But um, in December, he, he passed away. So um, yeah, obviously like, Having, doing a quad event again, like, yeah, I was channeling a lot of what, not just like obviously technical stuff, but uh, he was a very meticulous guy and, and just like channeling his, his uh, like, his meticulous approach to. I think just um, enjoying the training is, uh, I mean, it's a de very different program to what I was doing at Princeton. Back there, it was really intense, and this is more about mileage. So. My name is Belle Battistonian. I row for Stanford University. My name is Annika Jeffrey, and I row for Stanford yeah, University. And how many times have you competed at Henley? This is our both of our first times. I mean, everything. Just like the culture, the tradition, the hip, hip hoorays. The first time we raced, we did it completely wrong. So that's been a learning curve, certainly. That race. I mean, that race was fantastic. We just raced Leander. It was back and forth, and it was the most fun race I've ever done. Um, we didn't come out with a win, but the back and forth and our composure, like that was my proudest moment for sure, is how we handled ourselves. I mean, we really gave it everything we could and it was a fantastic race. Well, yeah, so at, in the US, we don't row collegiately straight fours. Um, and then, so this is a new boat, new boat class. And then once we actually got here this Tuesday, we switched our lineup and it was originally like, um, port starboard port starboard and we put a bucket in so that was a big shift two days three days before the race but nothing super new yeah. fantastic thank you so much for your time yeah and have a fantastic henley oh thank, thank you you, so you too uh, i am Alex garcia from club natasio bañolas i am rodrigo conde from club remo dominio and how many times have you raced at henley it's our first time here and we are so happy it's our dreams come true stay in henley well, we had a very good start, so then um, we haven't had a very hard race. So it, it is a bit windy, so um, visualizing the, the, the race of tomorrow. Thinking about your preparation, did you adopt any innovations or changes to your equipment? Well, we were prepared for a very moved water, but we haven't changed it much because we are thinking in loser next week, so it's a bit of preparation for that race. Thank you so much for your time and the very best for your handling. Thank you too. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye. I'm uh, Mick and I'm from ASR Neros. Yeah, this is uh, my second time I've competed in Henley. Uh, last year I was in the Prince Albert 4. Um, and this year I was in the second Temple 8 of Neros and we drew Washington on the first day. Yeah, I, I think the Henley at its, at its own is quite a special experience. Um, just the atmosphere here and uh, all the people doing for uh, doing one thing. But yeah, what's quite unfortunate is we, we were here for the rowing, of course, um, and uh, we hope to, 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 to get farther, but yeah, uh, you, you need to have some luck as well, and uh, we didn't have that this year, so maybe next year. Yeah, I think uh, for me and Hayo it's qu quite the same because we raced at Henley last year, um, and after we got kicked out, we had uh, such a motivation to do it another year and to do well at Henley, uh, or do better at Henley this year, that was really the motivation to continue rowing for another year um, so uh, especially this year everything we did like international competition we went to Duisburg and to Ghent um, were um, in preparation of Henley yeah. racing international crews and getting experience with boats that are way faster than you 
and um, getting up to their level instead of racing in the Netherlands? Uh, no, not really. I think um, Azarneras is one of the only crews who's not racing with uh, or not training with uh, like the pressure, uh, yeah, the pressure system on the on the oars. Um, but I think that's an innovation that we uh, that we need to adapt because um, it's so handy and every uh, good university is racing with it. So I think that's something um, yeah we need to to have for the coming years, especially if we want to keep up with the great level of racing at Henley.